To the Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Tammy. Where's I'm Will? Oh, excuse me, you're not Will. You don't get it. You don't get to introduce yourself. I introduce you. How dare you? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> we. I mean, this week we've we've swapped. Uh, we we we've lost a gay. Um, for another gay, because Will is partying at Pride, <laughs> so we've swapped. <laughs> we we lose one gay, we gain another gay. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> That's how it works, isn't it, right, Vicky? <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, Will is away at Pride. Portland, I guess. I guess yeah, it's Pride oh in Portland. Um, so he's partying. So that's awesome. So we thought we'll have, um, you know, to celebrate the the return of Jessica Jones, we'll have Ladies Night on the podcast, uh, and got Vicky to join us. Hey. Hey. And also, it ups the uh, the ratio of um, of English versus American in my favour. So I like it. Ah, sneaky. Mhm. So we are back, guys, discussing uh, season three of Jessica Jones. Uh, we recorded an episode last week where we sort of dis- discussed our sort of hopes and dreams a bit. Thank you for your feedback, Vicky, and your, your yeah. guttural crying noises um, about <laughs> Avengers Endgame. We did say that we would ask you your thoughts this week. Uh, any quick thoughts on Avengers Endgame? That's all I have so to say we, we should say we saw it together. I'd already yeah. seen it. And you were like literally sobbing next to me the entire time. <laughs> I went through. I went through two packets of those travel tissues. <laughs> and oh, we were, gosh. yeah. Because of that, because Claire had given me a heads up that crying had been had watching the movie, I brought three packages of travel tissues. <laughs> 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 I think I ended up using my uh, the sleeve of my you were, Yeah, you were definitely using your sleeve at one point, because I remember. I was trying to stuff it in my mouth so that I didn't do that, like, <laughs> thing <laughs> in the middle of the cinema. But, I yeah. think there was one point where you went, <gasps> like that, because I think you were, otherwise you were going to suffocate <laughs> on your own snot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and we also went for pizza beforehand, uh, me, you and our friend Helen. And there were some very excited little kids in the in the restaurant who had just seen the movie. And I think you said that you possibly got spoiled on site. You have never revealed what you possibly got spoiled on. So I think you can reveal it now, Vicky, it's safe. Uh, when that really irritated them, oh, I was going to yeet them into the sun. <laughs> oh, my God. God. I love that you use yeet because we have had discussions of the word yeet. Thank you, Vicky. You understand when you hear the next the uh, the last week's podcast. Sorry, Vicky, okay. go on. Yeah. yeah, and it was I think it was the birthday boy and he was like, Oh my god, like when Iron Man died and I was like, Oh, oh my no. god <laughs> Are you kidding me? Shut up Yeah, because yeah, you never told me what the spoiler was um yeah. then and I was really worried it was gonna be something like that, but yeah. 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 That sounds like a yeetable offence. Oh, Seriously. Like <laughs> the ye- the your yeetening will happen. <laughs> um so I've got like a few little bits of, of news uh, for this week. The main thing is um, thank you, as always, to the awesome Chris, because we have, if you, you've noticed, a new theme for uh, Jessica Jones. Finally, he's he said to me since season one, I'm going to do you a Jessica Jones theme. And we always had a theme for all the shows apart from Jessica Jones. And we finally have one for Jessica Jones. And it's awesome. 
and I love you Chris you're a superstar so big thank you to that and Chris does all the themes for mine and Tammy's podcast empire doesn't he Tammy oh yeah and he's a uh, he's 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 awesome yeah we love you Chris um Chris whoop whoop to Chris uh, and uh, only a couple of other bits of news that I found. One was that I thought was interesting. One was that apparently they are at the moment casting in the MCU. They're casting for a role known only as the benefactor, and um, that's that's all that the description is. But a lot of people believe this might be Norman Osborn, and they're going to introduce uh, Green Goblin and Norman Osborn. And there's theories that. Um, uh, the Avengers Tower from the Avengers movie will become Oscorp. Like there were theories that it would either become Oscorp or it would become the Baxter Building from the Fantastic Four. Um, so that uh, the benefactor would kind of, I guess, fit his character. Um, so that's pretty cool. Although part of me is like, we don't need a third go at the Green Goblin in what, fifteen years? Well, yeah, just please, just 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 stop. Do oh, other characters, okay. Stilt Man? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Still, man, still hasn't been done. Um, and then Robin, uh, previous host Robin, sent me another little uh, bit of news, which was um, that it was news about the Emmys. The single shots that they did in Daredevil Season 3, that amazing 11-minute single shot in the prison um, fight scene, um, was going to be nominated for a stunt Emmy. I think rightly so, because it was amazing. But cannot be nominated because it's too long it has to be a three minute clip wow yeah so that kind of sucks (laughs) (laughs) hey emmys yeet yeet in your face (laughs) we need josie here for some yeeting tammy yeah um yeah so that that kind of sucks yeah it, it sucks um but apparently charlie cox is up for an emmy so that's good so fingers crossed he'll Aww. he'll win. I don't know who he's who's up against, um, but yeah, cheers, Robin, for sending that to me because I would have totally missed that otherwise. Uh, so, any other news that you guys have seen? No, okay then. <laughs> I only asked Tammy because she's like got her ear to the ground. She's like right next to Disney HQ, so you know she might hear things with a cup. Yeah. Now they're they're all about Star Wars right now, so that's all Disney's doing right now. Star Wars stuff. Yeah. So. Fair enough. Uh, okay. It's still, it's still Disney, so. Yeah, but yeah. what isn't Disney? I'm Disney, you're Disney, Tammy's Disney. This, this, this chair I'm sitting on is Disney. <laughs> As someone who used to work for Disney, yeah, say, <laughs> Disney owns everything. They, um, they're definitely going ahead with the, uh, like Marvel, uh, theme park bit in Disney, aren't they? I think they've announced in Florida. they're going to do it. Yeah, I don't, I mean, you know all the details about the Tammy. I, <laughs> they're basically it's it's almost like i think of it like the mcu versus like sony so there are things that disney world can have mm-hmm. but other things they can't uh, so um like they can't do hulk or um spider-man or anything like that because universal has them right now but they were uh, they are able to do guardians of the galaxy because Universal never took that on as an entity when they built their Marvel land. So why would they? Yeah, I know. So we're getting a ride of Guardians of the Galaxy that looks like it's going to be a pretty intense roller coaster. So I'm excited about that. That'll be at Epcot of all places. That's weird. So, Is it the Tower of Terror yeah, one? They're not. They're doing a completely new ride. No, 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 no. Oh wow! It's a completely new ride. It's taking. Oh, it took over. Um, because they've started building it. So like when you go. You can see this massive building being put up, nice. and it's um, where the Ellen's Adventure <laughs> was, which was my nap time ride. So now yeah, I have a nap time it was ride. like forty five oh, minutes but... long in the dark, wasn't it? It was like perfect nap time. Right? Yeah, it was. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> I just sat there and got zoomed around, and there was like dinosaur shit. But uh, that was, <laughs> but that's since like that was gone probably like last year or whatever. And so they've. Uh, yeah, so we're getting a Guardians ride. That's yes. interesting. They're putting in Epcot. Epcot yeah. needs like a shot, shot up the butt, you know, shot of adrenaline. Because apart from like, <laughs> well, apart from World Showcase, like it's, yeah, <laughs> isn't it Epcot? You know, there's not much there. Yeah. Apart from Foxy Disco Scientist on uh, Spaceship Earth. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. They're going to be redoing that ride as well. So if they take away Foxy Disco Scientist, I'm going to be like, really pissed. <laughs> Seriously. If you've ever wanted to see what Misty Knight would look like dressed as a scientist, hot, she's so hot. Yeah. Foxy Disco yeah. Scientist Vicky in that ride. It's awesome. It's the best bit. Foxy disco scientist. Yeah. Oh my god, okay. I like need an animatronic, but I don't care. I love her anyway. Yeah. No, Tammy, love is love. Come on. No kink shaming here. Exactly. So, this week we are going to discuss the first episode of uh, season three of Jessica Jones. It is called The Perfect Burger. Um, it was written by showrunner Melissa Rosenberg. And directed by Michael Lerm- Lerman, Lehman, who I believe is a returning director. And I haven't split it into characters this week because we don't really get much Trish or we get a little bit Jerry, but mainly it's just Jessica. So I just put it all in order. Um, but feel free to jump in whenever you want. So first of all, were you excited to get these credits back? Because I was. I love these credits so much. Yes, I love the credits. <laughs> I love the purple. <laughs> I knew you would love the purple. This is Vicky, who once dressed as the Purple Man for Comic-Con, and we had to paint you entirely purple. <laughs> and you appeared on BuzzFeed and dressed as the Purple Man. I appeared... I was number 19 <laughs> on, the Buzz, <laughs> on, on the BuzzFeed countdown of MCM costumes. And it's me looking really gormless outside Nando's. <laughs> yeah, and it was something like... They put, like, Kilgrave goes for a cheeky Nando's or something like that, didn't they? Yeah. That was pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we start off where we get voiceover, obviously, it's Jessica Jones, and we see this dark-haired woman sitting on a beach, and I was like, no, Jessica's not wearing a bikini, come on, it's Jessica Jones, (laughs) she doesn't do that. (laughs) And then, yeah, she struts on the beach wearing her jeans and her jacket, um, to get this girl, Cassie, uh, Cassie Yazdan, uh, to take her home to her mum, because there was an Amber Alert. And as soon as that guy grabs Jessica's arm, we're like, oh, we know what's going to happen. You're like, oh, no, don't touch the Jones. Yeet. <laughs> yeah, she yeeted him across that beach. <laughs> I feel like we should be checking with Josie that we're using the term yeet correctly. Sweet. I'm on Tumblr enough. We're, we're okay, using. there you go. There you go. We're using it correctly. Awesome. That's fine. Uh, it's funny that you said yeet when we had a big discussion of yeet last week. <laughs> yeah. uh, Josie's, th- Josie's thoughts on The Punisher season two was there was a lot of yeeting. Um, so, of course, when we ever, wherever we see Jessica buy some water and throwing people, all I think of is that awesome scene in season two where she lobs, uh, what's his name, Will's, Will's body in a, when it's wrapped up in that tarp and it yeah. flies out to sea like the boy who could fly and it's amazing <laughs> so I was just thinking of that <laughs> might be my favourite bit ever of Jessica Jones because it makes me laugh so hard um, I, I, go ahead no 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 go, go for it I was just going to say I just love the way that that was filmed that we don't actually see her do it we just see through the the camera mm-hmm. of the guy flying yeah, yeah. That was, my favourite bit in Jessica Jones is in like episode two or three of this series and I laughed so hard I thought I needed some tenor lady <laughs> oh yes you, you have to tell me afterwards what, what bit it I was because uh, I didn't I just, mention yeah. in the news I've only seen three episodes so far um, because I've been very busy what? house hunting this week yeah well I've been house hunting and I worked six days this week so I'm exhausted yeah. Um, and I, yeah, but I have been spoiled on something that happens in the last episode, um, which I'm kind of excited about, but, uh, you know, I won't, I won't say anything here. So I probably will catch up with the whole show before we reach the end, but yeah, at the moment I have no idea how the, you know, what's going to happen in the episodes oh, coming so up. Crazy. It's weird. That's I've never had this before. <laughs> yeah, that's so weird for you to, I and not have watched it all in one day. I know. I've had so many people messaging me going, how's the binge? And I'm like, I'm on episode two and then I'm going to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you would have... If you've watched episode three, you would have already seen my favourite bit. Okay. I'll have to try and remember. All right. Mm. You can tell me later. I'll I'll tell you later. Okay, cool. Uh, So uh, Jessica returns Cassie to her mum in New York, who, who kind of bitches at her a lot. And... uh, 
and yeah. uh, bitches at the daughter and we can tell the daughter's not happy to be back and then the mum wants to get the dad arrested and and then says she's not going to pay Jessica and it's like oh yeah this woman's the <laughs> yeah. worst poor Jessica <laughs> having to deal with this yeah and it turns out that the dad was probably actually all right all along yeah he, well, he says he just had a crap lawyer and I was like oh Matt Murdock was representing you was he <laughs> And I, and I, I get that, but you don't, you still don't take your kid out of the country. No, it's still an Amber Alert. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, what are you? You're an idiot. What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. You've lost it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're, yeah, exactly. Um, so, obviously, it's a, a single dad with his daughter, Cassie. I was just thinking of Scott Lang from Ant-Man. So, oh. And then I had, and, and then I thought of Endgame, and then I started crying again. so we find out in the next scene jessica's back home and we find out that um the love story of jessica and oscar has not lasted tammy (laughs) were you upset they've split up (laughs) no i I wasn't sad but then i did think like oh maybe he won't die then (laughs) i know is this this the the hot um the hot super yeah yeah the hot superintendent yeah Mm. like i'm gay but like mm mm-hmm (laughs) <laughs> I can still appreciate the aesthetics <laughs> but uh, Vito is still p- apparently part of Jessica's life which is kind of cool and he's showing her the little video on the phone and she's got 30,000 hits yeah. uh, and we also meet Gillian who I love <laughs> I love Gillian so much uh, of... so, oh yeah I was, I'm all about Gillian I, I feel like Oh, I know. I love it. I couldn't remember as well what happened to the sofa in the last season because obviously the sofa got destroyed. Yeah. And I can't remember how. <laughs> so oh, they're doing all these comments about getting the new sofa and stuff. But I love Gillian. I love that Gillian doesn't take any of Jessica's sass and is just like, nope, I'm, I'm, I finished. I'm off the clock. I'm going home to drink mimosas. <laughs> I was like, good for you. <laughs> good for you, Gillian. You yeah. Get it, girl. Exactly. I, but I like that 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 Jessica, you know, keeps her around so she won't get close to her. Yeah. Like, that's that's so different for her. She, I don't think she... I don't know if we've seen her think that way before. Mm-hmm. Like, she naturally pushes people away, but this is someone she would typically just not want to be around, and that's why she's keeping her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was... I thought that was a really cool little kind yeah. of yesism. The Jessism. So they leave. So Jessica's got this list of of, uh, possible jobs to do. Um, It sounds like she's doing a lot of sliding scale work, which is, you know, pro bono. Um, And she can't pick something. So Vito is going to choose one for her instead. Uh, And as she leaves Alias, we see the return of Q-Tip. I mean, Malcolm. And he's (laughs) because he's grown his hair back. I was like, the Q-Tip's back. Yay. Yay. Um, and he's moved in along the hall, and he's got a new girlfriend, Zaya. Zaya. Now, is this the woman we see later working for Jerry? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Because I completely missed that. I thought, <laughs> I thought he was just flirting with a random lady later, and I was like, Zaya's not going to be pleased about that. And then I was like, wait, is that Zaya? I can't remember. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> so I'm glad you're here to explain everything, Vicky. <laughs> I like that you are that he would flirt with someone. <laughs> I'm very, very angry. <laughs> How rude. Don't be doing any of that shit, Malcolm. Come on. Um, so then uh, Jessica goes to Josie's and we see Josie and I was very happy and uh, makes her put the shopping network on. Or sorry, the American Retail Network. I know uh, that this is a thing now. Yeah. And I, that's how she like stays calm. It's like, let's watch a really shitty shopping channel. Yeah, and it's because and later on, obviously, Trish is on it. Um, yeah. So it's Trish's new job, but I, because I was like, why, why does she keep wanting to watch this shitty channel? And I didn't get it until you see Trish on it later. It's like, oh, okay. But Trish isn't on it in the first episode. No, 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 she is. She's on it uh, later on. Yeah, towards the oh, end of the okay. episode, she's talking about cardigans. Oh, because <laughs> it kind of runs parallel, doesn't it? The first couple. Yeah. Of episodes. yeah, yeah. The second one like kind of runs parallel to this one, but she's like, yeah, you can wear these cardigans with like skinny jeans and all sorts. Oh. <laughs> She doesn't say skinny jeans. She says a pair of skinnies. Oh, and does I'm she? Like, what? Does, what? Do people say that? Is that a thing people say? I, no. I, I, I have understand. never heard that. Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad it shouldn't be said. 
because that sounds terrible. A pair of skinnies? No. I look like I get dressed in the dark every day, so <laughs> I am I am no kind of barometer for fashion. <laughs> I, I don't Whereas me and Tammy do a fashion podcast, so we know all about fashion. <laughs> Maybe that's why I picked up on her saying that. I don't know, but I'm like, yeah, because I don't own please, why would I own skinny jeans? But I I just was like you don't who says that nobody says that why are they saying that yeah can we can we just say that the cardigans are idiots oh yeah they're horrible (laughs) yeah seriously i feel like they picked out the most hideous cardigans yeah on purpose to talk about but they're horrible Mm -hmm. um so then we get the return of costa i love costa he's awesome i completely forgot he he was a character and then when he reappeared i was like oh it's him i love that guy I love that guy. <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> and he talks uh, He talks about the Cassie case and he reminds Jessica of their deal where he'll sort of throw cases her way if she doesn't break the law. Um, and he's like, yeah, and you've got 80,000 views on your video of you assaulting a guy. Not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, smooth, yeah, smooth. <laughs> yeah, well done. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was pleased to see him back. Uh, so next we get Jerry waking up and stumbling out of bed and this is where she panics and she stops herself calling 911 and then she grabs her pills instead yeah. and I was like oh no Jerry yeah. I love Jerry but I don't agree with her in this episode no it's a bit we'll get to you later yeah yeah I just uh, like um in the, uh, like last season I just feel bad for her and but I find her storyline even in just this first episode very very intriguing mm-hmm. you know it just I don't know I just kind of kept wanting to go back to her to yeah see what she was doing, what's going she, on she's so good and, as well and it is super cool that they are addressing something yeah like so serious that mm-hmm. affects like quite a lot of people mm-hmm. um, it's really nice to see like it's not nice to see but it's nice to see if you see what I mean yeah yeah, yeah. And, and even, like, just her, um, the different things that she had to go through just in this episode with, like, this conversation with Jessica, this whole thing of finding this lost love and actually talking to her, and, mm. like, all these different things that I'm just, like, her character is one of the more layered characters in this show. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. yeah definitely. And yeah. who doesn't love Carrie Ann Moss? Oh, thank uh, you. She's oh. so hot. Yeah, <laughs> I just keep thinking about that scene in season two where she's doing the dance with uh, oh, the, all the women. Oh my god, it was so hot! <laughs> and then, and then Tammy's favorite character, Inez, obviously was in those episodes as well. Mm. <laughs> Your favorite. <laughs> um, so we go straight from that to Jessica waking up because there's a knocking on her door, and we get the return of Dorothy. Uh, and because me and Tammy do a fashion podcast, I was like, what are you wearing, Dorothy? What the hell is this? Are you dressed as Carmen Sandiego? What's going on? <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, this outfit. Mm. Uh, so she wants to hire Jessica because Trish has been missing for 24 hours. Uh, I love that Jessica lies and says she loves the couch suddenly. Because Dorothy's like, what the hell is that couch? She's like, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I like the couch. I like hideous orange things. I do as well. I like it. A friend of mine's got a bright orange leather corner unit, and I am obsessed with it. (laughs) I I love it as well. I have a chair that matches that couch. (gasps) Amazing. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome, Tammy. You have great taste. Oh, I think. Um... And Jessica refuses even with pay. And then Dorothy, they talk about Trish, uh, Jessica's mum's death. And Dorothy says Trish had nothing to do with it. Mm. Obviously, we're like, mm, uh-uh. yes, she did. Mm. Uh, directly had something to do with it. Yeah, like pulled the trigger. <laughs> Shot her in the face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like couldn't have anything more to do with it. Um <laughs> And this is where Jerry calls Jessica because she says she needs her. Oh, this scene. Like, I feel bad for Jerry, but you can't be putting this on someone else. No. It's so unf- it's so selfish and unfair of her to be like, well, I need this to happen. And this is how I need it. And I need it to be a surprise. And I need you to, to use your, you know, to decide when. And it's like, no, don't put that on Jessica. That's not fair. Yeah, and I would I kind of have re- reacted, I think, as Jessica would, which is like, well, why not now? I mean, like, 
Well, like, how else did she expect Jess yeah. to react? Yeah, exactly. Like, honestly. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, and it's just that whole, like, I want it to be a surprise. It's like, is Jessica just going to show up and go, surprise, it's death day! <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I, yeah, it didn't, it kind of didn't make a lot of sense to me. No, but I, I, I think that almost shows, like, where Jerry's mindset is. She's, yeah. yeah. She's not thinking clearly. She just knows that, it's almost like her thought is, I know that I want this done when it gets to a time I can't live with it anymore. I know now that I can't do it because I was going to this morning and then I didn't and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And so I need someone who could do it for me. And, you know, even though Jessica calls her out and says, well, what? Cause I've killed someone before I can just do this, you know, but that is the way Jerry was thinking. Like, mm-hmm. well, Jessica, yeah, totally. that's fine. She doesn't have those kind of feelings, but the whole process and idea of her <laughs> wanting to be a surprise and, and it's true. It's like, okay, you barely see Jessica unless you call her. What? Why yeah. would Jessica just show up to your house? Wouldn't that be the clue that like, she's there to kill you? That's yeah. Not, yeah, that's not one of her superpowers, like, being psychic. No. Like, no. And also, just, like, did she, could she not do it that morning because she knew that she wasn't that bad yet? Yeah, I think Was so, because she said the symptoms passed. She said, yeah. the symptoms passed, today's not the day. She says something like that. Yeah, so it's like, you know, she couldn't do it because she knew that she was kind of overreacting and uh, I, I don't know yeah it just it was a little bit hard to watch if I'm honest mm. yeah. kind of scene it was the bit that really uh, I found hard to watch was when she said I what she say she said something like I never planned for this I I had people or something like that it was yeah. something like that because I just thought yeah she's like totally alone she's pushed everyone away and like mm. she like in season one you know she was married and then she indirectly caused her wife's death because, you know, she brought Kilgrave to the house, um, you know, and uh, obviously Pam killed, uh, was it Wendy? Wendy was her wife, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. In self-defense because Kilgrave affected her and stuff. And But that was really indirectly down to Jerry. And I, I felt bad for her and it felt natural that she would try and seek out this old flame of hers. Um, did, she, did she turn to Jessica to be the one to do the deed because she knows that Jessica's alone as well. Maybe. Like, that Jessica pushes everyone away. So it's like, well... Well, also, Jerry thought that she had something good going on with Inez and then Inez betrayed Mm. her. Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think with Jessica, she knows what she's getting every time. It's like that consistency, whether she likes her or not. Mm -hmm. So... And she has been able to always rely on Jessica, even though Jessica puts up a fight, they still always work together. So, like, I, I get why she chose Jessica, and I understand... Rather than say Danny. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but obviously, I mean, Jerry's narcissistic. That's just mm-hmm. her character. And this whole idea of asking anybody to do this mm-hmm. is completely narcissistic. It's well, like, and, also, and also, when you uh, can... He, she yeah. could pay like the best doctor in in yeah. in the city to to do it. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Why Jess? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get Claire Temple to do it. She'll do it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it was it was hard to watch. I think because they both play it so well. Mm-hmm. Like when she's she's like panicking because Jess is like putting all the pills in the drink. Yeah. You know. Oh, I, yeah. It was. They're both so good. These two actresses. Yeah, I love seeing them both together, like, on their own, on screen yeah. together. Really great. They have such contempt for each other, but they kind of... Begrudgingly. Begrudgingly are friends, you know, yeah. sort of. Yeah, I love it. It's great. Um, so, after that, uh, we see Malcolm uh, in his suit, looking very sharp, and he arrives at this uh, drunk crash uh, where this drunk guy, Cody Willamette, who's meant to be a baseball player, uh, has was jerking off they say something like they think he was jerking off in the car i was like Ugh. Don't and touch uh anything, oh, seriously well well it'll be that guy who well actually yeah. malcolm drives it later but this guy who's gonna drive off now i'm like Ugh, no Aww. um and malcolm gets the car signed over to this guy so he can sell it and then we find out later it's because malcolm then goes and gets it and to react to enact revenge or justice um which is is kind of cool um, uh, so in the next scene uh, we just have a quick scene of Jessica looking over the jobs list and then she logs on to the ARN 
uh, network again and then slams the laptop shut and we're like god jessica if you want to buy one of those cardigans just buy one of those <laughs> <Just> buy one. <laughs> you know slush out girl come on Oh no! It's like when you see that scene. Do you remember the scene in season one where you see like the flashback of um, Jessica when she was with um, Kilgrave and she was wearing a oh, yellow yeah. dress and it just yeah. felt so out of character. Yeah, her wearing yeah like a bright colour. It was so weird. Yeah. Um, so she phones Dorothy to get some more info on um, on Trish. Um, I love that everywhere in the house, at Dorothy's house, there's just framed pictures of Patsy. Yeah. Like, everywhere. It's, oh, it's so crazy. It's really creepy. Yeah. Like, really creepy. Yeah. I love that Dorothy's just lounging around there in her robe, drinking wine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's, she's just an absolute mess. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jess meets uh, Dorothy in Trisha's new place. There's files and books and fitness stuff everywhere and a single bed. A single futon. Single futon, yeah. Do you know what? When they were walking like towards the front door, I'm like, oh my God, has she bought Matt's apartment? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Is it in the same building? What's going on? It looks like it. That it would does. be amazing if she bought Matt's apartment. <laughs> it was like, I was like, really looks like Matt's place. It wouldn't be Matt's apartment, though, because they comment about how horrible this place is, and Matt's apartment's actually quite nice. Apart from, like, <laughs> it hasn't got anything finished, like, it's all naked wood. But um, the fact that, like, it's huge, and, like... And I've been house hunting recently. Like, yeah, I'd take Matt's apartment in a heartbeat. <laughs> it must be an absolute bastard to heat, though. Oh, yeah. That's why uh, it's Matt has... Uh, well, I was going to say Matt has all the sex to heat it, but he doesn't in the oh. show. <laughs> That's just comic book, Matt. <laughs> um, so Jessica immediately logs into Trish's laptop. I love this bit about when Dorothy says that Jessica was always the protector and Trish was the conscience. Yeah. And then Je that's what causes <laughs> Jessica to chuck Dorothy out. Yeah. Because it's like... It, well, it's interesting because she told her she was jealous of her. Yeah. She used to be jealous mm -hmm. of her. And I'm like, that's gross. Because yeah. you're also raising Jessica as your daughter as well. Mm -hmm. And so it just shows how little she cared about Jessica to even compare herself to her. Mm -hmm. to, uh, it's just gross. But then yeah. she doesn't even care about her own daughter um, no. other than it's like, well, you know, I'm living my dream through you. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you know, and anyone that is kind of a threat to that, yeah, I'm going to be, like, claws out, kind of. But yeah, it's, I've always found that, like, really quite disturbing that yeah. she's always been really blatantly jealous of Jessica and it's like how can you be jealous of a child mm -hmm. yeah it's yeah. it's creepy mm -hmm. yeah. and Jessica um, comments on the fact that Dorothy's still protecting uh Trish's brand you know yeah yeah, yeah the and, brand not her mm, daughter yeah exactly. well Patsy and not Trish because well, she calls her Patsy all the time yeah because oh, she yeah, yeah well, she won't like, like think of her as Trish mm. yeah but yeah, she tells Jessica, uh, she says, um, Trish was the only good thing about you. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, I wanted to punch her. I wanted to be yeah. cute. Oh. I'm pretty sure that's about when she kicked her out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's awful. Yeah. She's just, oh, Dorothy, you're the worst. I kind of love watching her because she's so terrible and I love her in the role. <laughs> I love like Rebecca De Mornay in the role, but she just makes me so angry. Which means she's doing an absolutely oh, yeah. bang up job. Oh yeah, she's awesome. I love Rebecca yeah. Demona. She's amazing. Like yeah. she's great in everything. And I, do you know what? When I'm her age, if my boobs look that fantastic, <laughs> I'll be really happy. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, uh, I was thinking the other day because I went. To, <laughs> just reminded me. I went to see the Hugh Jackman show, the Hugh Jackman, the man, the myth, the legend, the Aussie or whatever it was called. I don't know. And I was like, God, if I have half the energy he has when I'm 50, I'll be very happy. Because yeah. bloody hell, that guy. Tap dancing to ACDC all night. It was amazing. Uh, <laughs> so Jessica visits the list of addresses that uh, she found on the laptop of like Uber rides, I guess. And one is a hotel. 
and the hotel room is really messy and it's got binoculars and stakeout stuff so she knows that she's been doing a stakeout um and malcolm arrives at jerry's and jerry is looking at this concert invite for the zoe leon concert i guess beneficial concert uh, Malcolm is not feeling good at fixing the Cody situation and says that he's not a fixer. Uh, he wants to be a PI, damn it. And uh, and then I put Malcolm and that receptionist had a bit of a moment. Uh, what about your girlfriend, Malcolm? And I did completely didn't realise that was his girlfriend. <laughs> she's not a receptionist though. She's like a she's one of the junior. Yeah, but I didn't. Uh, yeah, but Vicky, I didn't realise that was the same woman as earlier. So I definitely <laughs> didn't realise she wasn't a receptionist. Okay, fair enough. Yes, very, very tired this week, Vicky. Very tired. <laughs> very, very, very tired. Uh, uh, I, I was, I was with Jerry though when she was talking to Malcolm because my note before Jerry even said anything was, "Oh boy, he's not comfortable with what he's doing." Oh fucking well, like that's mm. your job. You are, uh, you decided to stay there. You're an adult. You can leave if you want, exactly. Or you know, and quit. Or you don't, because you like the money and you like the prestige it's bringing you. And so. it's going to lead to bigger things. So. Exactly. Yeah. So get Suck the fuck over yourself. Yeah. <laughs> or or don't. And say, my morals mean more to me than that. And then leave. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I was glad Jerry's like, yeah, we're never having this conversation again. So, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, exactly. Stop your whinging, Q-tip. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jessica is waiting in Trish's room and she watches across the street and then she sees Trish. I put in disguise? Question mark. Because <laughs> Trish is running around like an expensively dressed hoodlum. Yes. Right? Yeah. That's yes. what it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, like, I'm I'm wearing like a, a headscarf at the moment and I feel like I'm more disguised than Trish's. <laughs> She's like t- taking a leaf out of Matt's super disguise book. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm just gonna wrap this Hermes scarf around my face <laughs> and put on a beanie hat and call it a disguise. No one will ever know who I am. And it's like, and then I think it was another in one of the other episodes. She teams that with sunglasses when she's outside. It's like <laughs> oh, that doesn't look, you don't look suspicious at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we have a really good scene in uh, episode two that uh, we can discuss next week. Uh, with Trish experimenting with her look. Oh my god, I squealed. Yeah, That's it's great. It's great. That. You will love it, Tammy. You will love it. It's great. Check um, out check out her Instagram. She put a picture up of it. Oh really? Or yeah. I'm gonna check it out. Okay, cool. I'll cool, wait cool. till after next week and then I'll check it out. I'll put it on the uh, on the group after next week. Uh, so uh, Trish sneaks into this building after this man. They start fighting. Um, and he goes to pull a gun, I think. So Jessica d- swings through the window like Tarzan. <laughs> <laughs> and unarms the man. And then Trish runs towards the safe, but Jessica stops her. So Trish parkours up the wall to escape. <laughs> like a cat. Like a hell cat, guys. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> Um, and uh, she runs up the wall to escape, but now the safe is empty, and so she jumps out the window <laughs> and goes back to the hotel room. Jessica follows, and apparently this I, uh, this is what she says: the safe had a sculpture that linked that man to an assault, Ooh. which is interesting. Uh, and then Trish says that uh, Jessica kind of calls her on the fact that Trish thinks that she's a moral compass because obviously we saw that email yeah. from. We saw that email from Trish earlier on her laptop, which was quite blunt um, to Jessica, where she talked about being a moral compass. And yeah, Trish says, yeah, I totally, you know, am a moral compass and I'm a hero now and I'm equipped to to do something about it. I've got being a hero covered. Go away. (laughs) It was interesting because when we read the email, I was like, oh, Trish, that's so gross. What a gross email. But at the same time, I'm like, but that's her private email. She obviously didn't send it. Mm -hmm. So that's. You know, that could have been her thoughts at the moment. Like, yeah, I've yeah. done that where I've just, like, written shit out just to get it out. Mm-hmm. And then I delete it. It's like, okay, I don't... It's, it's nothing that actually needs to, like, go anywhere. It just needs to get out. And so for for Jessica to read it, and I understand it was for her looking... To look for her, but it's still like, uh, but you can't... You can't mm-hmm. just, like, pull, put that in her face. Like, that's her private thoughts. Yeah. And it's so. like... 
I like how they expand on that in the next yeah. episode. Context mm. is everything. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> I, th- those are my thoughts for now. <laughs> <laughs> they may change next week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so Malcolm is tracking Cody uh, in the car that he bought earlier and <laughs> follows Cody, who's being a creep. And I think drink driving. I don't know if he's drink driving again, but he's definitely weaving and he's oh, texting yeah. and all sorts. Yeah, yeah. And Malcolm slams the car into him and then leaves. And we find out later this is a possible career-ending injury. I was like, yikes, yeah. Malcolm. I'm, pre- I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he was drunk because I think that's why that girl didn't get in the car with him because she oh. kept trying to get his keys from him. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Very tired, very tired, Tammy. Very yeah, tired. no, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you have two other people here. I know. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's great. Uh, so in the back in the bar, uh, this is when we see Trish talking on a- ARN about cardigans. Um, and I was I like, and her skitties. That's all right. We are explicit. It's fine. You can yeet all you want. <laughs> uh, and then we see this mysterious gentleman sit along the bar from Jessica. Hmm, who's this guy? Uh, at the concert, Jerry is uh, staring at the cellist, who seems surprised to see her. And then we find out this is Kith, uh, K-I-T-H. And it's been 25 years since they've seen each other, even though Jerry donates every year, which Kith seemed like genuinely surprised at. Yeah. Um, Jerry's donating under anonymous, so that could be anybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe she's lying. I don't know. <laughs> but I think, I think she's telling the truth fucking terrible she was lying about that because <laughs> there's a, there's a, it's a good shot in the dark that someone is donating under anonymous so you could just yeah. go oh yeah that's totally me oh no. oh that's so terrible <laughs> and I love that Peter is like fascinated by this new area of law which is like superhero defence law yeah I think that's really cool like I that like that cool. that's kind of now a thing um, and then Jerry asks Kith to call her. Eh, eh. I I don't know. I, I obviously I don't know how the rest of this plays out, but I'm like Kith looked interested to me. I was like, also Kith's she, hot. <laughs> She's really uh, hot. Yeah. She was so beautiful. But yeah. Like I, th- I was like, did she just like look Jerry up and down and be like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, I'll call you. I mean, Tammy, she's no Inez. I mean, come on. <laughs> no. <thank God. laughs> Uh, so the, in back in Josie's, there's news on the TV about Cody's hit and run. Um, and then this random man, who we find out is Eric, bets Jessica on... I don't know what game these guys were playing, like slamming their drinks down or something. Again, very tired. Yes, a stupid game. And he places a bet with her on who's going to hurt themselves first. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I love that when she gives him the money, he like just immediately gives it to Josie for like more drink. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Um, and he uses that to pay. And then they bond over pessimism and burgers, I put. <laughs> that would be a really good name for a band. <laughs> pessimism and burgers. Yeah. <laughs> and then I put, uh, he sweet talks her with his sexy brisket talk. <laughs> Because that would work on me if someone started being like brisket, dripping in sauce, and and this, I'd be like, oh. <laughs> and vegetarian, uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. I'm recording with two vegetarians. Damn it. <laughs> but if you're listening, listeners, that's all you need to do to seduce me. Give me your sexy brisket talk. I'm all yours. It's true. I've seen her eat. <laughs> oh yeah, seriously. <laughs> She does, she does, like, the whole Homer Simpson thing. Yeah, I do. Just like, um, yum, 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 yum. Oh, my God, brisket, though. Oh, so good. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, and when he was, it's kind of interesting, because when he was doing all this, when he's doing the little bit of talk about the brisket and about, he was going really detailed, like, he's like, brisket, and it's cooked like this, and then this, and it's cooked like this, and it's, and then you do this and you do the bun this way. And I, I wrote in my notes um, he, that it was reminding me of an American psycho. 
You know, like when Patrick Bateman reads, does his morning routine, and he's like, and then I do this and that, and it's just very, um, very flat and detailed. And then I actually found out afterwards he plays Patrick Bateman in the American Psycho musical, so that was cool. Yeah. So I don't know if it was like a little nod to that, but yeah, it really reminded me of Patrick Bateman. I was like, oh, he is Patrick Bateman, awesome. Um, So we'll talk more about that in a minute. Uh, in Easter eggs. Uh, so they head back to Jessica's with new burgers to cook. Um, but Jessica thinks that burgers means coffee. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. I, I was like, yeah, coffee. They're going to have coffee. You know, like Luke Cage coffee. Oh, Jessica. Oh, just, oh, Luke. He just wanted to cook you burgers. Oh. I mean, I'd be like, yeah, totally just come and cook me burgers. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, they they kind of get a bit sexy on the desk. It was kind of sexy. I was like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's well. yeah. And then I'll just, say yes. I'll just agree. Yes. <laughs> then what say what what kills a boner quicker than a stabbing? <laughs> well, firstly, they thought it was a child. Well, yeah, that yeah. would kill it. That would do it. <laughs> also kills it very loudly by as a boner killer. Yeah. yeah. So that's a boner killer. So he goes to cook the meat, and uh, no pun intended. <laughs> that sounded filthy. Um, <laughs> oh dear. He goes to cook his meat, and uh, and Jessica goes to answer the door, and then she gets a a stabbing in her side, which was oh, it was horrible. It was vicious. I did not not see that coming. I thought we'd get some kind of big surprise at the end of the first episode because we usually do. But um, yeah, yeah, that's it. I was not expecting that though. Um, and it's like she's properly bleeding all over the place. Like it's really yeah. vicious. And luckily, I guess Malcolm was listening at the door because he just appears and was like, "Oh hey." <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> Uh, and uh, the man, uh, the man who stabbed her, kind of runs, and then Jessica ends the episode by. He like pauses at the end of the hallway, like look back, and and it's almost like oh, and then keeps running. I can't believe what I'm seeing. Yeah. It's like he paused for her to get a good look at him because he forgot he's wearing a mask. So it doesn't matter if he pauses or not. Um, and then Jessica vows to get the bad guy. And then the episode what I, ends. What I did kind of find a bit weird is that Eric didn't appear at the end. So like at the end, you've got Malcolm kind of crouched over Jessica mm-hmm. with the, like calling 911. Where mm-hmm. the fuck was Eric? He was at the, the stove going, do, 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 cooking my burgers. <laughs> Like, I know, like, Jess didn't scream or, or shout or anything, so mm-hmm. maybe he just didn't hear the kind of kerfuffle going on. But I did find that a bit strange that he didn't kind of, like, run into shot at the end. Mm. But, eh, he yeah. was, you know, he, he, he was cooking his meat. Out. Exactly. He was busy cooking his meat. Yeah, he didn't run out, but Malcolm magically heard through a door. Yep. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> maybe Eric knew it was going to happen. Yeah, oh. that's oh. what I think. Maybe he got, you know, someone followed followed them. I did find it a little bit odd, kind of like when he started chatting her up in the barn, like, Jess, don't do it. Like, you're Jessica Jones. Like, he's not chatting you up to get in your knickers. Well, he might be, but it's like, that's really dodgy and you should be more careful. Mm-hmm. But it's Jess, so. Yeah, and, and, you know, I'm sure she just feels like, well, I, can t- I obviously can take care of myself. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I don't yeah. I just don't think she is concerned like um, most females tend to be concerned. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I think as well she's feeling a bit crappy about herself after everything with Trish and Dorothy. So I think she just wanted some validation. She wanted some sexy brisket. She needs some Luke Cage to, you know. Pound yes, into the mattress. To, oh, I was going to say take her up the bum again, but, you know. So... <laughs> And then found her through the mattress. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is what happens when the ladies are in charge. I know, really. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Will would be so disappointed in us. <laughs> so, would you guys like some tasty Easter eggs? Mm, yeah. 
yum. The tastiest. There's quite a few, I think. And this, again, from from uh, are from Den of Geek. Uh, Den of Geek, the provider of all the best Easter eggs. <laughs> um, so uh, let's have a look. So Jessica's upbeat professional receptionist is named Gillian, played by trans actress Anish Chef. Anish, Anish Chef. No Marvel Comics parallel here, but it's worth noting that Gillian is the first live-action Marvel trans character, though she won't be the last. In July, she'll be joined by a friend of Peter and Ned in Spider-Man Far From Home, played by actor Zach Barak. So that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, Jerry Hogarth's apartment number is 6C. It's worth pointing out that Jerry Hogarth, her Marvel's comics counterpart, first appeared in Iron Fist number 6. So this apartment number is six comics, like as in six comics, or it's a coincidence, but probably not. <laughs> Dead of kick, I'm just like, eh, <laughs> whatever. Um, the scuzzy drunken baseball player plays for the fictional New York Scouts. This is mildly annoying because it's already been established that the New York City of the MCU has the traditional New York sports teams in them. There was the shot of City Field as well as the overt reference to the New York Mets in Avengers Endgame. And Peter Parker has been well established as a Mets fan both on the screen in Spider-Man Homecoming and in comics throughout the decades. Perhaps Marvel didn't want to disper- dis- yeah. perhaps Marvel didn't want to besmirch the good <clears throat> name of a real sports team with this player's skeevy antics. Possibly. Uh, on Patsy's desk, there's a newspaper with the headline Breaking Ground on it. We couldn't make out what that was in reference to, um, and we'll check again. But there's also a book about Victor Cataldo, uh, who is a fictional artist whose name pops up again, uh, but it doesn't appear to have any larger MCU significance. So look out for that name, Victor Cataldo. Um, uh, they say that uh, Sarita Chow- Chowdhury, who plays Kith Leon, uh, she played Saul's wife, Mira, on the first few seasons of Homeland. That's what she's sort of known for. Uh, Jerry cracks that she only represents a couple of them in regards to superheroes she provides services for. One of those is Jessica, and of course there is the Iron Fist connection. Uh, Tony nominee Benjamin Walker plays Eric, whose last name is a tiny bit of a spoiler. So we're saving that for later in this guide. So, yeah, no surname for him yet. Also, he's apparently famous for the lead role in the American Psycho musical. <laughs> uh, Pat's... <laughs> which is cool. Pat's... It's also Abraham Lincoln and Abraham Lincoln Vampire Killer. Oh, my God! Oh. That's where I know him from! Yeah, I've seen that as well. That film's so uh, shit. I love it. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. You. It's terrible, and I love it oh, as well. Just like, killer, or whatever it is. I, I love, I love that film, and I love uh, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. so great. Oh my god, Jack Houston is so hot in that. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, anyway, back to this. Patsy's bright yellow shirt under her blue, uh, black or dark blue outfit while skulking around is a homage to her Hellcat costume in the comics. Uh, Detective Costa is back again and references his husband. Um, who we eventually briefly meet. Spoilers, Tammy, for you. There's definitely more substantial representation elsewhere on the show. Jerry uh, and her various paramours and Jess's new assistant, Gillian, come to mind. But there's something to be said for having enough LGBTQ characters that a throwaway line isn't your only representation. It's just texture, part of the fabric of the world, instead of something the yeah. creators break an arm trying to pat themselves on the back for. Cough, end game. Exactly. Agreed. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Agreed. I thought you would like that one. <laughs> um, uh, also, note the wild eyes of the ski mask would-be assassin here. When the villain is revealed later, this feels like a minor Marvel Comics Easter egg. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, so that was our Easter eggs. Now it's time oh, for... Can I, can I add one, Claire? Sure. When, uh, what, is, what is that kid's name that's helping out? Um... Vito. Yeah, so when he he's giving uh, Jessica the the people he likes, he says he likes number two and number six. And I was like, is that a prisoner reference? <laughs> <laughs> oh I was my like, god, it should I be. I'm just watching too much, too much for right now. <laughs> so I, it's like my own Easter egg, and it doesn't actually exist. Out of the context of me doing the other podcast. <laughs> we should say for the listeners, before we record this podcast, Tammy and I record our other podcast, which we cover The Prisoner. So it's Prisoner is always fresh in our minds when we record this podcast. And like, I'm 
when I was watching this, I watched this week's episode of The Prisoner for the podcast and immediately watched Jessica Jones. And so when he says, I like number two and six, I was like, oh my gosh. You're like, I like number two and six. <laughs> nice. Um, Vito, the, the youngest prisoner fan. <laughs> ever. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, right, do you guys have any quick quicker quotes? Uh, not from this episode. Okay. I, I, I have one. I'll start. I have a few, I think. I, I have one from Cassie's mum, which is, aren't superheroes supposed to save people? Captain America would never have done this. Oh, no, actually, I think oh, that was yeah. Cassie that said that. I think it was Cassie. And one from the same scene is Jessica and the mum, where the mum says, you think you can judge me? And Jessica says, I'm beginning to. Yeah. Like, go on, get it, Jess. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, um, I think this is Jessica, which is, it was, like, it was when she was talking to Acosta, and she says, assholes need saving too, from bigger assholes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and then she calls, uh, Trish a super cat burglar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a super hell cat burglar. Yeah. Uh-huh. I have one that's only funny out of context, um... And it's where, um, I think, it's when Jessica and uh, Dorothy are in Trish's apartment and Jessica's looking at the chains and she says, I think she says there's blood, but then like, the bit I wrote was, she goes, Dorothy says something and then Jessica goes, shh, and then Dorothy says, what does that mean? And Jessica says, it means shut up. I just love that out of context. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And I think that wrong but like when Malcolm uh, opens the door and Jessica's like telling him like oh I guess you moved whatever and his girlfriend comes and they had a delivery I swear to god she says the cookies have landed I'm like what are cookies <laughs> no, yeah that is, that is what she said okay I was okay because I was pretty impressed that they ordered cookies for this party I was like okay um, can I get maybe they're party? like maybe they're like cookie cookies like you uh, know yeah, there was a cookie delivery place, like, and we get them delivered for work sometimes because <laughs> it's across the street. So I was like, "Oh, but I've never thought of ordering that for a party." <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. You can get literally anything delivered in America. Yeah, that's true. That's crazy. Um, and then oh, also Eric's line: "Something always happens. Everything is terrible." <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. I like his line, my burgers are an aphrodisiac. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, yeah, because having sex with a stomach full of greasy brisket. Oh, yeah. It's what everyone wants. It's like, That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, seduce me with brisket, listeners. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bleh. Yum, yum. Yum, yum, yum. Uh... <laughs> Awesome. Uh, now it is time to rate this episode. So, uh, Vicky, you're our guest. You can go first. I am going to rate this episode eight spleens out of ten. <laughs> eight punctured spleens. Hmm. Hmm. You like it? You're happy to have Jessica back? I'm so happy to have Jessica back. And I am so fucking sad that this is it. Mm-hmm. I have loved, like, I just the way they portray PTSD in Jessica Jones is so spot on and I'm like being a like you know I have it myself Mm -hmm. and it's just they've done it so well so sympathetically but really real as well and I just I really appreciate that so I'm just oh I just love her all right just yeah I love her (laughs) Hopefully this isn't, like, I really hope they kind of continue these characters in some way. Like Disney do. Even if they, uh, even if it's on Hulu and they don't. uh, I mean, there's there's one of the Defenders they could recast. I'm not saying which one. Um, But they don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But they don't recast. uh, I mean, she's so good in this role. Um, I can't imagine them recasting it. I want to see more of her because yeah, like, just 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 like oh I just imagine them wanting to get like a bigger ro- a bigger name and being like oh, Anne Hathaway is Jessica Jones and I'd throw up oh. all over myself. <laughs> yeah. Like I love Anne Hathaway, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Tammy Tanville. Uh, yeah, it's, I really like this 
uh, I, I'm sure I'll like other episodes more. Um, but for a first episode, I don't know if it's just because I'm excited to have her back. I don't know what it is. But I gave her an eight and a half out of ten ugly cardigans. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> and 8.5. Awesome. Uh, yeah, and I, yeah, so excited to have her back. I think that definitely um, uh, added to to my rating um, because I think it's not the strongest episode ever. There were bits where um, I, I was waiting for it to get to the the, the big plot, um, I guess, but I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was good to see all these characters back. Um, so, yeah, so I, I'm going to give it a solid 8 out of 10 uh, seduction briskets. Oh, that's, a bit, that's a better name for a band. <laughs> <laughs> seduction briskets! Yay! <laughs> Pessimism and, um, what was it, Pessimism and Burgers can be the name of the first album. <laughs> Um, awesome. So let's see what that one gets out of, uh, on average, it gets a average of 8.1, nice. a thoroughly decent score, as I say. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a strong opener, um, for sure. Right. So now it is time for our feedback. Tammy Tams, I've sent you two voicemails, if you're all right to play yeah. them. We have one from The Wandering Will. Yeah. That's the one I've got ready. It's um, cool. Everyone, this is Will. <laughs> Sorry I couldn't be there today, but I'm off celebrating Pride. Uh, as you're recording this, I'm probably on the big gay boat ride, which I don't really know what that is, but I always get a chance to go and do that this year. I am glad to see Jessica back, even though you know, there's no stuff for the thing about her last season. There's stuff about Jessica's personality. I don't like, I mean, Jessica's just being Jessica, um, sometimes she rubs me the wrong way, yeah, Jerry asked her to do something really difficult that she probably shouldn't have, but still don't like the way that Jessica treated her, um, love the Captain America reference, you know, you don't hear too many Avengers referenced directly by name, uh, the third rate Joan Jett wannabe comments. Oh, yeah. Really funny. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> um, so the season will go. I don't really know much about. I don't know how much is out there. Um, oh, yeah, the, the T-Bow in the streets. When you come up with a guy that's the one, you think that could go away. And never happened on TV again. I'd be happy. Uh, I enjoyed the episode overall. It was. And shout out to Matt, who's recovering from an accident. Hope he gets well soon. Talk to you later. Talk to you next week, hopefully. Bye. Thanks, Will. Hope you're having fun. Yeah. On the big gay boat ride. (laughs) (laughs) I want to go on the big gay boat ride. He's like, I don't know what that is, but I'm planning on going. I'm like, I hope he tells us next week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We want all the details, Will. No. <laughs> uh, awesome. And we have another voicemail, I believe, from Moira. Moira's medical minute, hopefully, about being stabbed in your side and about having sex while having eaten brisket. <laughs> oh, <that's all> right. <laughs> Jerry Hogarth looking amazing, I mean, vulnerable, and just being her, her wicked self, which I love that character. We have Malcolm, who looks so fine in his suit, um, being, you know, tortured about the role he's playing and trying to find his own moral compass, I guess. Um, we have Trisha's mom being her usual obnoxious self. We have Jessica incongruously wearing her leather jacket on a beach. Such a classic <laughs> Jessica move. It just made me feel like we're back home. It just felt so familiar. It's like, it's like we just, you know stepped right back in right where we left off from the previous season and so it felt comfortable and and warm and cozy and it made me happy this this episode to be back with all of our familiar characters yet again um cheeseburger guy uh, <laughs> not Derek 
Instantly. We have to find out what his story it is and who pointed him in Jessica's direction. Um, and, of course, the final scene was shocking. Didn't see that coming. No idea who that was. But it made me happy to have Malcolm step out in that hallway and be the one to help her because it tears my heart apart that those two weren't together anymore and I want them back together. So uh, hopefully more of that. Anyway, this is awesome. I know it's the last season and everything, but this was a really good opener from my point of view because it reminded us where we've been and um, already gave us some, some hints and shapes about where we may be going. Um, Jerry's ex from 25 years ago, I think that's the first we've heard of her, yes? Anyway, that's that's cool. Um, that actress is familiar. I can't place her. I'm sure you'll tell me who it is during the podcast. Anyway, just my thoughts. Positive. Bottom line, the whole opening thing has been super positive this first episode and makes me a happy, happy girl. So I will be happy to hear what you thought, and hopefully we'll send you more feedback as we go along. All right, until later. Bye. Thank you, Moira. Thank you. I think we should call Eric Cheeseburger Guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like that. <laughs> not, not brisket buns or anything. Brisket oh buns? God. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, awesome. Uh, cool. So that was our feedback. Um, next week we're obviously going to be covering two episodes. So uh, let's give you some little spoilers about those. Tammy, seeing as you're the only one who hasn't seen them. <laughs> uh, so next <laughs> next week's uh, episodes we're covering are see, episode two, which is called AKA You're Welcome. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> I can't I can't I can't read You're Welcome and not sing it because my nephew is obsessed with Maui's song You're Welcome from Moana, and whenever you say You're Welcome to him, he just comes back with You're Welcome. Um, so yeah. Uh, that's just what it makes me think of. Description of that one is tensions run high between Jessica and Trish as Trish hones her new cat-like skills, hell cat-like skills, and scours the city for a chance to be a hero. Uh, also, wow. little spoiler, Tammy, this uh, episode two is directed by Kristen Ritter. Nice. Yeah, which is really cool. So, um, yeah, we'll talk more about that next week. Uh, episode three is called AKA I Have No Spleen. Yeah, uh, <laughs> spleen. Yeah, spleen. Uh, <laughs> itching to get back out on the streets and find her attacker, Jessica defies her doctor's advice. Jerry reconnects with her college flame, Kith. It sounds like you're saying kiss with a lisp. Kith. <laughs> <laughs> kith, kith, kith. Kith, kith. Kith, kith, bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great film. <laughs> One of my favourite films so, uh, so that will be next week. Uh, but in the meantime, Vicky, do you want to take us out with an Excelsior? Or if you want to go with Endgame, you can go with a uh, Avengers Assemble or a whatever it takes. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to cry. <laughs> or a I am Iron Man. <laughs> Stop it. I'll go with Excelsior. Okay. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Excelsior! <laughs> Bye, guys. Yeet! <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it, you can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!